Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Litt and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us. You can uh, participate. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank and uh, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or if you're all thumbs with the texting and you want to call us benchmark hotline is open as well uh syntax hank says this i guess when you walk around handing out business cards and shaking hands like a pez dispenser that gives out candy you're going to stand out chuck be proud of your uniqueness oh okay thank you i will hmm. be proud of my uniqueness yeah that's um that's a good way to say you do you <laughs> it's well said, Syntex Hank. Yeah, you do you. I mean, I'm hearing a commercial, and I don't know if they visited with you about this, but they don't say it like you do, but uh, it does stand out to me when they say every time in this commercial. I can't remember the name of the product, but somebody, they say every time. Not like you do, though. Okay. Not quite like you do. Mm-hmm. I think you have the, kind of have the patent on that. You have the... I have no pets. You have the copyright on that. I have not applied for any of that. Okay. Maybe you maybe you should. You can get I that. Every time. All Red Raiders across this fine nation of ours to join with me and saying every time with some flair. Every time. <laughs> like that? Is that kind of how you do it? That was pretty good. It's pretty good? Every time. I'm curious what you think about this. This seems to be a little out of left field, uh, even though he doesn't play left field. Roger Maris's son, Kevin, is hoping that Yankee slugger Aaron Judge doesn't break his father's single-season franchise home run record, um, which some say also happens to be the American League. Well, I guess it is the American League single-season home run mark because... Some say it because yeah. they'd be right. They'd be right, but but it's not the major league record because Correct. Bonds and and Sosa and and Mark McGuire all passed uh, yep. sixty one in the National League by a long shot. In the National League, right by a long shot. Um, Maris told TMZ Sports, "I don't know if anybody likes their record broken at the end of the day, but it's nice to see him giving it a good run. Records are made to be broken at some point. If it happens to be this year, you've got to tip your hat." To the guy, he did wish Judge the best in his pursuit of uh, his father's single-season home run record, which was 61 in 1961. I think he had 44 last night, right? Okay. I think he had number 44. Okay. So he slowed down a little bit. He, he slowed the whole down. The team slowed down a bit. Well, at least they won last night, though. Yeah. They're really banged up. And they lost another player, maybe for the year. Really? Matt, they Car- lose? Matt Carpenter last night. Mm-hmm. Broke his foot. Yeah. yeah. Well, so do you do you have an do you have an opinion on that? I mean, is it does it sound like he's being a little bitter, or does it sound like he's just standing up for his old man? I one hundred percent have an opinion, and I one hundred percent say one hundred percent between the lines here. It's totally fair. Okay. You mean to tell me if you had a record of any sort, Chuck Hines, you wouldn't you'd want someone to break it? You wouldn't. No. Huh? And if your dad did, you wouldn't want him to break it. He wished Aaron Judge luck. Said he's giving it a good run. Um, one hundred percent. He he was totally fine in saying what he said. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
That's mm-hmm. not that's not bad. Okay. I mean, being he's being honest, but he wasn't sure. rude about yeah, it. Like, I hope that loser judge yeah. breaks his he foot. He didn't call tomorrow. him a cheater or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, everybody knows my dad's the true home run champ. It won't be Aaron Judge. No, he was cool about it. He did say that the family will consider that as the unofficial all-time home run mark if he gets above sixty-one because he plays more games, right? No. Oh, no, okay. No. no, no that, that that if Judge got sixty-two. Judge has would, not been accused of using steroids. That like they the would say team. that they would say that that's the that's the the single season home run record as opposed to what Bonds uh, okay. also did. Okay, well, good okay. for them. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I have I have no issue with that. Okay, that's that's being real. Okay, all right. And, just, he, uh, and again, just, he wasn't just, he wasn't negative towards Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah. But but seriously, if you had a record or yeah. one of your family members had a record, you wouldn't be, and somebody was getting close. You wouldn't be like, oh man, I hope they don't, I hope they don't get it. Oh man, I hope you he know, goes into a slump. This will come as maybe no shock to you. I don't know that the Heinz family has a record of anything of any kind of a significant accomplishment where you would say consecutive days with a handshake. That's 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 a record. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hadn't even thought about it like that. I should. But see, if you were, if you were to start that, then I would be I have to like start at one because I would ha- couldn't tell you when the last time. Did you shake somebody's hand yesterday? I'm sure I did. I I just shake somebody's hand today. You're at least at two. I'm at two. Okay, I have a, I have a consecutive handshaking streak of one. Journey of a thousand miles, Chuck. Starts sure with you deciding on, you don't sure want to be on here Sunday anymore. As well, I don't. I don't know about Saturday. I don't know where where I was. I think I was just with the lucky lady on Saturday, and I did not. I think that did not shake her hand on on Saturday. I think the three of us probably could have some funny records for our families. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. I I you know, I I might have, you know, the most nights spent in a bowling alley, you know, mm-hmm. as a child, you know, it might be a record for the Lents. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure the Heinz has had plenty of handshakes. That's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Or most words spoken in a My, in a day between be between mother and son. I talked to my mom last night on my way home from work, and I was trying to explain something to her, and then she started just peppering me with questions. Jing, jing, jing. I'm like, Mom, hang on just one second. Let me finish, and then I'll answer all your questions. Mm-hmm. See. <laughs> It's like man alive. It's like, Sounds like you two could have broken a record together. My mom and I. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's no doubt. Now, this would come as no shock to you. My youngest sister is very quiet because she didn't really have a chance to get in a word edgewise. Yeah. So she's very soft spoken. Uh-huh. Um, the middle child's kind of off the rails sometimes a little bit, and then my uh, my brother that's right below me. He's he's somewhat conservative in in his. And his, but he's pretty firm. He can be, he's he he's got a little edge to him. And then uh, the architect is uh, happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, happy-go-lucky. That's so good. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's fine. He's he's cool, calm, and collected. I don't, I don't know that he's ever had a stressful day in his life, but he may he may have. <clears throat> but he doesn't uh, he doesn't let you see him sweat. So that's good. Six twenty-two this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double I'm glad we got the Roger Maris, uh, Kevin Maris uh, controversy cleared up. Um, that's now crystal clear in my mind because I was, I was kind of wondering how you felt um, 
how you felt about that. Well, how did yeah. you feel about it before Jamie gave uh, his opinion? Um, it's, it sounded as a little snarky to me, but Jamie walked me through it, so now I got it. Okay. Jamie walked me through it, so I was yeah. just... And Jamie's the king of snarky, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just... I know snarky when I see it or hear it. Right, right, uh, no. It just seemed, it just seemed a, a bit off-putting. Uh, that's a that's a that's a Dickens line there, off-putting. Just a bit off. Just a bit off-putting. Yeah. Hey, uh, trouble in paradise for the uh, Dallas Cowboys in their kickers. We'll get into this this morning, but apparently, apparently they're not happy with either one, so they're going to bring in four. So, this group now includes Brett Maher, Cole Murphy, Matt Amendola, no relation to Danny and JJ Molson. Because uh, they are uh, tired of Jonathan Garibay missing kicks. Mm. Yeah, got to make those kicks in yeah. preseason. Uh, I mean, we're all pulling for him, but he, you know, kickers have one job: kick, and you have to make it through the uprights and part of the kicking process. Yeah, Cowboys Vice President of Player Personnel Will McClay said, "Just want to get a look at the best available kickers right now." Uh, what we're expecting out of the guys at the position hasn't been at the level we want. The mm. kicker's job is to kick the ball through the goalpost. We are looking for guys who can do that more consistently. <laughs> that is, that does not sound good. Yeah, Jonathan Garibay. That sounded a little snarky. Yeah, went six of eight yesterday, but he has made just thirty-three of sixty kicks since the start mm, of camp. Good. He was a dreadful four of eleven Saturday, which. Uh, caused the Cowboys to look at uh, maybe some other folks. And I don't know what's caused that because he didn't have accuracy issues here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they've got somebody yelling at him or if they got somebody coming at him with a, you know, uh, you know, a sword or something, you know. I don't know if they have head. I'm fairly certain that would up. be illegal, Chuck. You know, not allowed to worry maybe they're just trying to scare the bejesus out of him and see how they'll handle it. Like the headhunters from Gilligan's Island, maybe they've hired some of those guys, mm-hmm. you know, banging on drums and coming after him, and then maybe giving him the yips a little bit. Or maybe it's the holder's fault. He's putting the laces in instead of out. Could be. That's Could what be. he's being sabotaged. Could be. So anyway, so keep your eye on that at uh, Cowboys Camp. Hopefully he can get it. Hopefully he can get it straightened out. That would be nice. Although it doesn't doesn't sound like it's going his way. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is August the 9th, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. Big day. Lots of things going on today. And Big day. like notable, notable things going on <laughs> okay, today. Well, like it, this is two th- uh, 1905. Ty Cobb's mother, Amanda, kills her husband after mistaking him for a burglar. Ooh. 1925, only time in Babe Ruth history of his career that he is pinch hit for. Bobby Veach flies out. That'll show them. 1936, Jesse Owens is part of the American 4x100 relay team that wins gold in world record time at the Berlin Olympics. It's his fourth gold medal of the games. God, we used to dominate that event. The The 4x1? Yeah. The Americans did. 1937, an event we don't normally talk a whole lot about. In the 17th America's Cup yachting race, the U.S.-led Ranger team easily beats Endeavor 2 from England 
in race four to wrap up the, the series. Four to nothing. It was the final competition for 21 years. So 21 not just, years. Not just World War II. It mm-hmm. didn't get started until after World, well after World War II. There was a guy named Dennis Connor who was the famous guy that brought the America's Cup back to America in the 80s or something. 1946, the first time all Major League Baseball games, which was eight of them, were all played at night. Hmm. 1963, uh, New York met Roger Craig in a record-tying 18-game losing streak ends. Good for him. It's the same Roger Craig that would be a manager later. Mm-hmm. Manage the Giants. 1975, the first NFL game in the Louisiana Superdome. The Houston Oilers beat the Saints 13-7. to 1981. Keep in mind that this is August. Yeah, this is the start of Major League Baseball after the strike. This is August 9th. The 52nd All-Star Game yeah. took place. Yeah. NL wins 5-4. to four. That was a had, good one, at least. Had a little... Uh, Worth waiting for. Had a little shutdown for a little while. 1987, L.A. Rams beat the Dallas Cowboys 28-27 to in London, England. Part of an NFL exposition. 1988, big, huge trade. The Edmonton Orioles trade Wayne Gretzky to the LA Kings for 15 to 20 million dollars. 2002 San Francisco Giants outfielder Barry Bonds hits home run number 600 of his career. And in 2016, American swimmer Katie Ledecky wins her second gold medal of the Rio de Janeiro Olympics in a with a 153-73 in the women's 200 meter freestyle. Not going to lie, not a fan of the food today. National Rice Pudding Day. Gross. <clears throat> there was a time I liked it, but, yeah, kind of out on that. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, former Texas Tech quarterback and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. 43 today. Anna Kendrick is 37. Deion Sanders, 55. Sam Elliott, 78. And Bob Cousy, 94. He's still alive. Still alive and kicking. (laughs) And on this day in 1945, atomic bomb is dropped over Nagasaki. And that is this day in sports history. All right, 649 this morning here on the morning drive. Did you see the news about Deion Sanders? He had to have his big toe and his second toe uh, removed because of uh, complications of blood clots that threatened his life this past year and threatened his his leg, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, goodness gracious. Um, not just not terrible, terrible news for him, but, you know, I guess it beats, it beats the alternative, but still, I mean, when you're, you know, coaching your football team and, and just, you know, life in general, and he's a, he's a young man. Um, to uh, to lose uh, toes like that in the, in that form, hopefully that uh, hopefully that fixes his situation because that uh, that's not good. That is not good at all. Um, 
First USA Today coaches poll came out yesterday. No, no, no surprise that uh, Alabama was ranked number one, right? No, no, no surprise there. Guess the surprise was that. Uh, I mean, we would wouldn't we say it'll be a surprise if Alabama's not the national champion? I mean, they were I mean, playing for it at least. What college yeah. football's become right. Right. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, that's why the playoffs so boring. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be a surprise if it's. You know, not the same. A group of about six teams that are, you know, those four playing in the playoff. Yes, you have Alabama number one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five, then Michigan, Texas A&M is seventh, Utah is eighth, Oklahoma nine, and Baylor ten, Oklahoma State eleven. That's a kind of a murderer's draw for, uh, or murderer's row, so to speak, for uh, Big 12 schools. Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State, 9, 10, and 11. Texas is ranked 18th. I wonder who the joker was that voted for them uh, to be number one. It's a great question. I mean, who who is that person? Great question. Who is that person? Uh, future Big 12 schools, Cincinnati at 22 and Houston at 25. Of course, you'll play Houston and you'll play North Carolina State. Uh, they're ranked 13th. So there's six schools on your schedule that are in the top 25 uh, that come out uh, mm-hmm. right away. So not very many. And the other ones aren't, aren't so patsy-ish, except for Murray State and KU. So you got a really tough schedule. Among, among the toughest um, in the Big 12. And uh, that'll be something that you have to, to fight through. Yeah, it's just, it's just curious because... Alabama gets 54 first-place votes. Ohio State gets five, and Georgia gets six. Georgia's the defending champion. Even though they lost a lot, you could, you could see where somebody maybe in Athens or the Georgia area would vote Georgia to be back to be number one. You know, the defending champions. They, mm-hmm. they earned some, uh, obviously, respect and, uh, and street cred. And, you know, some. it's not like they lost everybody, but... The person that voted Texas first. I mean, and it's and it's a coach. This this is the coach's poll, or it's somebody within their sports information department who makes that vote. Now, I don't know how the new coach feels about the top twenty-five. I don't know if he hands that off to somebody and then says, "Make the vote and let me look at it," or "Make the vote and I don't care about it," or "I want to make the vote." I don't know. I don't know what his philosophy is on that yet. Mm-hmm. And we've had, of the various coaches that we've had, they've had various feelings on that. I think, I want to say that Matt Wells was one that was wanted to do it and others didn't want to do it, but I don't want to pin that on him. But that, that's, if memory serves me correct, he, he studied that more than Coach Tuberville did or Coach Kingsbury. I don't think Coach Kingsbury paid very much attention to that at all. I wouldn't guess so. It doesn't that seem like doesn't his style. Doesn't seem like him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody says it was Joey McGuire that voted Texas number one. <laughs> yeah, right. What is a joke? Mm. Is a joke? I don't. I don't think so. But still, um, you know, Alabama's uh, number one, and Texas got a first place vote. That's crazy. Just absolutely. But Alabama seems to be loaded, right? Uh, again. So I can just assume. I have not done any deep dives into their roster, but I was just assume. Yeah, right, right. 
And, you know, maybe the, the thing that's uh, surprising is Notre Dame at five. I don't think it's a surprise for A&M to be seventh. Maybe a bit of a surprise for Utah where they are. I mean, you know, because, I mean, they're so far off the beaten path for us. You know, we don't really hear about them. Uh, it's not like anybody's just doing some deep dive on Utah. Um, but that's one of the reasons why people want them in the Big 12 is because they've got a solid football program. Sure. You know, and a, and a name brand uh, as well. Let's see. Uh, Syntex Hank says, Jamie, nobody lives in Boston. They mostly try to survive. Stay <laughs> west, young man. Stay west. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not looking to leave. Okay. Somebody says this, I will be honest. I hate UT, but I think they're going to win the Big 12. Wow. Wow. From five and seven to winning the Big 12. Okay. Okay. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It is uh, Tuesday. We come to you this morning from our usual spots in the First United Bank Double T 97.3 studio. And look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Morning Center chat line or the Benchmark hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. And uh, look forward to uh, your thoughts and comments on any of our conversation. Or if you want to start something new, you can as well. Ranger Baseball tonight. We'll have it for you at 6.30. They play, on the, Ast- they play the Astros in Houston. 6.30, the broadcast time, 7.10 or so. First pitch today here on Double T 97.3. Um, so I want to get into just your thoughts on, on what the uh, NFL focus is. But first, and maybe more importantly... I have a question for you about Texas Tech football. Okay. Okay. So we're we're in the we're in the midst of it. You know, today is what day five of practice. You know, they've got still some time before they select a quarterback. They still have, um, and they may they may be inching closer to that each day. They've got a scrimmage coming up on Saturday that will go a long ways, and then one other scrimmage, and then the week before the first week of the of the season, they're going to have a mock week where they you know, kind of mock out their game where they'll be off on Monday and they'll do this on Tuesday and do this on Wednesday. And they hope to have, well, they expect to have, they will have a quarterback named by that point in time. So, so far, um, Coach McGuire has been extremely positive. I think that's his nature. I think we've seen enough of that right now where that's, you know, basically he's He's a half glass full guy, right? Oh, I'm, I would say three quarters full guy. Okay, three quarters, yeah. three quarters full guy. Yeah. Um, do you do you think um, it would be good for him at some point in time to share his concerns for his football team? In other words, hey, I know y'all are excited about this, but just speaking frankly with you, not, not to be a Debbie Downer or not to be a um, you know, be disparaging to his team or uncomplimentary, but just, you know, in, in, in real spoken, frank kind of conversation, here, here's some concerns I have for our football team going into the season, or is that not necessary? No, I do not think it's necessary. I I don't, I don't think it's who he is. I don't, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, anybody who has uh, half a clue realizes that, um, you know, you lost a lot of key players. You're really young. It's a new program uh, run by, you know, different coaches, all the above. If you're out there thinking, well, this guy's so positive, we better win 10 games or I'm going to think he's a flop, mm-hmm. then you're an idiot. 
Okay, you just don't get it. Mm-hmm. You don't understand how it works. Uh, I don't think Joey McGuire needs to hold everybody's hand and and say, hey, I mean, start making excuses for himself before the season even starts. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. I wouldn't really look at it from an excuse standpoint. I mean, last thing I want to hear is some coach talking <clears throat> about, well, you know, we got to get our culture in here, mm-hmm. and once we do that, then we can start turning things around. We've heard that uh, way too much. Yeah, we've heard that. How'd that work out? Well, um, we got a new coach. Yeah, let's just <laughs> and, and he wasn't the first one that talked. No, about it, so, no, 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 you know, no, no, no. We've like had... the last coaches did none. We got to instill discipline to this because mm-hmm. the last program did none of that. Okay, we got a new strength and condition guy because the last program didn't ever lift weights. You know, I mean, just, <laughs> just stop. Okay, okay. And really, what I was thinking about no. was not so much not so much that stuff, but I was thinking about more specific position group, whether it's you know. Well, I mean, along the way, there, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna ask about specific groups, and he might say, "Well, we're young in that area, so we've got mm-hmm. some growing up to do," or, you know, "I think they'll get better as the season goes along," whatever. But I, I mean, I don't, man, I would if I was, if I was along the offensive, if I was an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. and he starts sitting in there in those press conferences and go, hey, we think we have a pretty good chance to a pretty good chance to be a good football team this year, but, you know, really what's holding us back a little bit is this offensive line. These, You know, our offensive line was, was terrible last year, and I don't know if we're going to be any better. We just got to be patient with us. This offensive line might, you know, what would you think if you're an offensive lineman? I think, I think pretty bad that's, about myself. Uh, go blank yourself, coach. Right. Yeah. yeah, why am I here then? Yeah. Why am I out here busting so, it? So I don't think he okay. needs to be setting us up with I just want you to know don't expect too much <laughs> no that's okay. not how he runs I, I know I know yeah. I, I know you you again you you answered answer my I was just running it by you just kind of wanted to see what you had to say about that okay but because I do think we saw just a just a small little bit of that Saturday when he said after the first two practices we sh- shake the rust off a, a little bit so he wasn't, he wasn't, and he wasn't being critical, but I think he was saying, okay, well, you know, it sounded like the first two practices, you know, like one practice it, that they went okay, but that he said he liked the energy better for the Saturday practice than he did for the Friday practice. And then he liked the way that they came back um, after the meetings and instilled what they, what the coaches were teaching them uh, to try to make it better. Okay, so I mean, there was there was some honesty there, uh, which I think is which I think is always good. Sure, but the, he's not saying that a specific position group is an area that we need to get better, or yeah. they're going to hold us back, or we'd be good if mm-hmm. not for, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about the team as a whole. Hey, we we need to play faster, or we you know we need to play more energy, or. You know, you know, we need to show up ready to play as from the get-go, but you're not going to hear him call out specific position yeah. groups like that. Uh, this from the 8th Swing Center chat line, JL off the Tuesday morning top rope. If that's what you think, you're an idiot. Get this guy a best boss ever mug. Wow. <laughs> I would, but he doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> and you? I don't even think I've ever seen him have hot chocolate. Um, I'll drink um, when I have a sore throat. I'll drink spiced tea out of, a, co- tea, out of yeah. a mug. That's the yeah. only time I ever use a mm. mug. Hot chocolate? No. Yes. No. Every once in a great while, mm-hmm. but it's not. I'm not a real hot 
beverage drinker. Christmas Eve, maybe marshmallows. You know, chestnuts roasting. But I probably put away a hot chocolate a year. <laughs> one away, one a year, probably somewhere along the way. Stumble into one. I don't know. If somebody came in here with a hot chocolate, you'd say, ah, "I think I'm I'm good." Yeah, I think my wife must have like. I think she only drinks one cup of coffee a day, and she must have 25 coffee mugs. Okay, a lot of them she gets because she's a teacher. You know? Right, because they... But, like, there's, there's... They love Mrs. Lent, don't they? Well, there's coffee mugs everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how many of these do we need? My I'm, dad's house, well, Jamie. One, it's only one cup of coffee a day. You know those uh, big... You know, what? we got a lot of coffee mugs at, at our those house. Those big well. moving boxes? My dad has two of them in his attic full of coffee mugs. That aren't in the rotation. Yeah. He's got coffee mugs in the kitchen yeah. that are in the rotation. Yeah. That's a good point. I tend to I tend to use the same coffee mug. Uh, I'm know, a fan of that. Each each week. Each Saturday. Each Saturday. Okay. Well I don't I don't because you I mean, use a mug at home and I you use a mug at home, yeah. yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I think she drinks one before work every day. The missus? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. When's the Meet the Teacher Night? Is it coming up? Are they? I believe Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of excited kindergartners. Will you go There'll as well? There'll be a lot of excited listeners on Friday morning. Will you go as well to kind of help uh, uh, make I've the gone before, but I'll be out of town. Oh, uh, okay. So you can't. No glossies from you. No five by sevens. Five by sevens or four I, by sevens? I would assume that people walk in there saying, I hope this is not the woman married to that guy. <laughs> Assume there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> Lent, Lent, that's, Lent. Surely there's more than one Lent family in this city, right? That's, probably, what that's what they're hoping for. She probably gets that a lot. She probably gets the Lent, Lent, Lent. That name's so familiar to me, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Lent, 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 Lent. Uh, Jamie Lent. J- is Jamie Lent your husband? Yes. Does she say that proudly? Yes. She probably denies it. (laughs) Are you thinking of somebody else? Never heard of him. (laughs) Never heard of him. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, your pregunta por favor. Okay, we're going to go off of what Chuck was talking about earlier. My question today is what area of concern do you have heading into the uh, football season for the Red Raiders? you want to pitch it, pick a position group or anything different? What, what, uh, what are you concerned about leading into the season? I think it's the offensive line. I think that's – it seems unsettled. It seems like uh, – you, you feel like that uh, your running back room is really good. You feel like that tight ends, solid. You feel like um, what you hear, that the receiving group is pretty good. They feel pretty strong about that. Um, and then you hear things about the offensive line of, well, we got one, we got one slot settled, and then the other four, we're going to pick the best, best available person. So it's not like you've got... You don't, you don't have the guys up front just, I don't think, set in stone. It, like you hear, like, defensive line, linebackers, you know, defensive backs, uh, punter, you know, 
feel like your quarterback room. So I feel like your your problem area or your your thing to watch or the thing to look at, thing that you need to develop better is your offensive line group. Okay. Jeff? Starting two and four in the fan base's reaction. That's And I know that's not necessarily where you were going with this, but you're riding such a high with the fan base right now that everybody is fully bought in and ready to go and season ticket sales are up and, and the momentum is going forward and I'm looking at the first six games of the schedule going, this is brutal. And I'm worried about a two and four start and a fan base immediately turning the train around and going the other direction. Hmm. That's my biggest concern because it feels like we're all pulling the same way for the first time in a decade. Yeah, I don't... Um... I think the people that are positive, Jeff, are not over the top. I don't think people think this is a 10-win football team or a 9-win football team. I sure hear, I sure hear 8, though. I think most people um, that are being positive are saying 6 or 7. I don't know anybody that's talked to me about 8 or 9 or 10. I don't, I don't know any of it that's just saying that. Um, but I'm not saying that they're not saying that to you. But, no, I've not heard the nine or ten, but I've, right. I've heard some eights. So I don't, I think people realize as much as they love what Joey McGuire, McGuire has brought so far that he's not a miracle worker. I mean, you're not going to just, you know, just completely turn things around that quick. And so I, I don't. I'm not worried about this fan base bailing after a two and four start. I I, I think it's somewhat expected, and I, I think they'll know. Looking at the schedule, man, it's tougher at the beginning of the year, and let's hope that we battle. Now, if you go two and four, and in in the four losses, you're losing them by four touchdowns every time or right, then you're losing by 35 story. in all those games and you're giving up 60 to Texas or something, um, you know, fans will be a little bit frustrated about that. But I, I'm not as worried about that. And, and clearly Chuck is worried about it too because of his question earlier. Um, I, I While I um, have some... No, no, cons- no, I'm not worried, about, I'm not worried well, about the fans turning. That's not why I asked that question. Um, well, it's... It sounded like to me and Jeff, you can. What I heard from Chuck was, he's worried that the fan base is too pumped, and McGuire needs to lower their expectations so they don't get disappointed. That's what I heard. Okay, that that wasn't really my intent. I was, I was really, I was really more curious if, uh, if he was. uh, It really wasn't about the fans. I was really more curious about just his own self. Uh, assessment of his team more than anything else. So maybe I worded that. Well, if it's a self-assessment, what's it, what's it have to do with him telling us that? I'm just I'm just curious. Sometimes what what the what the real what the real thought is. If there's you know if there's some real if there's some real concerns and if that's if it's well, necessary to divulge, to divulge some of that. Sometimes there's no question he has real concerns. Yeah. It, it does, just doesn't mean he needs to talk to no, us about he, it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't talk to the to, media no, or the fans no, about that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't know, he didn't know anybody any. Yeah, I mean, any uh, conversation about that. I mean, most coaches. I mean, they think everything is wrong. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think every single part of their game is wrong. There, there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's a so, lot of truth. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, so I just, going we, back to my original question, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, um, I think your offensive line's a, a good answer. That's fair, and I do feel like we've upgraded with the transfers that we've brought in. I feel mm-hmm. like we've upgraded the talent level. I just know that offensive line is one of those things that it takes a little time to gel together. Mm-hmm. So. I would expect our offensive line unit to be better as the season goes along. Now, speaking of Jeff's point, the toughest part is the toughest part of the schedule is right off the bat. Yeah. You know, not right off the bat in Murray State, but over the first six. Sure. North Carolina State, Texas, yeah. K-State, and yeah. Oklahoma State on the road. And Houston. So, and Houston. Yeah, yeah so all, all of that makes, makes it difficult. But um, I think one thing to me that's kind of flown under the radar, and I, and I, I hate to – make people think that Chuck's rubbing off on me is I'm a little nervous about the kicker situation. I mean, I just don't know what we have there. And it wasn't too long ago that the kicker position, I mean, just completely turned around your season in a negative way. I mean, it could have been an eight win season and it wasn't even close. And I, I just there's just so much that's so deflating when you are not good at that position when you're moving a team down the field mm-hmm. and you know stopping a run by another team and answering their score with a field goal whatever and you biff a 30 yarder you know or you clank one from 28 and I just think there we saw during that season, that the momentum swings from missed field goals was massive. And so I, I just don't know what we have at that position. And so I'm, I'm there, there's guys there that maybe are talented, but we got to see them do it. And so count me in the camp of being worried about the kicker position. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. And, and I, I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you what deflates me. I mean, it certainly missing a field goal inside the 40 defl- is deflating. But it just, it, I'll tell you what seems more deflating is missing an extra point sometimes. Yeah, same thing. You know, I mean, it yeah, just, it makes it, it makes it feel like the defense won the drive. Yeah, because you, you put points on the board and then mm-hmm. you come away disappointed. And you, it just you, kills momentum. You just think it's, you know, so automatic, you know. Um, and there have been times when it's been, you know, a little wonky uh, when you get to that point. So you're. Your kickers right now are Trey Wolf, who's been there before, Gino Garcia, um, and then your your punter is Austin McNamara. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about him; we're talking about Kicker. Wolf or Garcia. Um, yeah. And got where's Garcia transfer from? Uh, hang on one second; I'll be able to tell you. You told me this a couple of days ago. He's a transfer from Houston Baptist. Okay. He has two full seasons of eligibility because of the free year. From COVID, okay, he made thirty-two of forty-six the past three years at Houston Baptist. Okay, thirty-two of forty-six. Thirty-two of forty-six. Hopefully, that was field goals, not extra points. Thirty-two of forty-six <laughs> field goals. Right, the past three years, uh, he was a first-team honoree All Southland. He made nine of ten, including ones from fifty-nine and forty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, in twenty twenty, as a sophomore, played in four games. Just, All four games, I should say. He went 5 of 10, but 16 yeah. of 16 on extra points. Just think the little things. You are not 
talented enough to not do the little things right. Okay. And kicking is not maybe shouldn't be called a little thing, but man, it, it can crush you missing extra points and missing short field goals. Mm-hmm. I just think it's huge momentum swings, and so I'm I'm anxious to see how that position works. All right, out. I will see if I can make a point of emphasis to go to uh, after practice tomorrow and uh, ask about that. How the co- kicking competition is going? Okay, feel like I'll, I'll put my kicker hat on for you. Must morning. be a visor. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. All right, we're now joined uh, via Zoom, or via Zoom, depending on uh, how you say that, by Steve Long. Uh, Steve's a longtime supporter of uh, Texas Tech Athletics and uh, played golf here, came here from uh, Australia, and uh, is uh, working on a big project again this year with uh, Texas Tech Golf as uh, both the men's and women's teams will be uh, beneficiaries this weekend and uh, and you can help and play too. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're, we're great. And um, tell us about what you still have available for this weekend at the Rawls course and uh, how, uh, how it benefits. It's getting, it's getting pretty late in the uh, subject, to be honest with you. Friday night, we've got a, uh, a reception uh, entertainment and dinner and a, a silent auction with uh, gosh football signed by Joey McGuire basketball signed by Bob Knight and a basketball signed by Mark Adams as well as a Tim Tadlock baseball um, f- as far as the public is concerned uh, we've got a, a, a classic classic one of the only 12 uh, helmets with signatures of all ring of honor um, inductees, other than Elma Talbox, unfortunately, had passed away before the Ring of Honor was established. And uh, if anyone is interested in, in bidding on it, I think it's at $5,100 right now. Um, but all they've got to do is contact uh, our head pro out at the Royals, Jay Thomas, and Jay would give them the connection information. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. But Jay Thomas head pro out at the Rolls golf course. Uh, on Saturday morning at 8.30, we've got a two-man shamble um, for those attending the Friday night. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's really going to be fun. A shamble is when both players tee off uh, the, the tee and you pick up the best ball and then play your own ball and the low score for the whole counts. And uh, fortunately, coach uh, the coaches have also given us uh, – team golf bags and some uh, golf balls and head cover. I mean, it's exciting. We've got plenty of stuff and uh, we're trying to be supportive of men's and women's golf. Uh, Greg Sands and Jojo uh, have done a heck of a job. Uh, Women's golf uh, for most of the season was top 25 and the men finished in the top eight. Um, And so these are different times from uh, back when I played for Tech back in the 70s. Steve, can you still get in the golf tournament? Is there still room? You know, if someone would have to scream and holler and <laughs> jump and run at us today uh, because we've got to have things finalized. Uh, uh, again, if someone is really interested in playing, it's $300. And uh, I halfway suspect we, we've probably got a, a little bit of room. But uh, And I'm not making this up. It, it, you know, it's late and you got to organize. Uh, so if anyone is interested, uh, please contact uh, Jay Thomas out at the Rolls Golf Course, our head pro. And, and basically the proceeds go to uh, benefiting the Texas Tech uh, men's and women's golf teams. 
this is all designed over the uh, 12 years or so we used to have a three-day tournament but we decided we were going to make it simpler and easier and more focused on trying to support the two golf teams uh there there are not that many events to support men's and women's golf and uh we're kind of proud because we've we're up, up around uh, a quarter of a million dollars over these last 10 or 12 years. So we're trying to make a, a supportive move for them. Yes, absolutely. Is there absolutely. any grand Is there any grand prize for uh, whoever ends up winning the tournament? <laughs> I tell you what, uh, we, we've got uh, flights of uh, 10 or 11 players, teams rather. Um, and then, you know, it's uh, credits at the shop uh, – 600 i think for the winning team so it'll be fun it'll be fun steve you called it is it a scramble or a shamble i mean i was i'm, I'm, I'm just kind of curious with your accent are you it's a true <laughs> scramble right yeah good day, mate uh, no it's a, it's a shamble uh just the the a scramble is every shot is both players play okay it. but this, this one is you play your own ball after the initial drive on each hole ah, oh, the, gotcha. the other thing is Anna Dong, one of the uh, women's team um, play great players, is uh, I think going to be hitting shots off of the tenth uh, just for a, a minor twenty dollar uh, donation. Uh, she'll hit a shot for your team as well. <laughs> oh, how about that? That, that? that sounds like smart money, right that there. That sounds like smart. You know, Spike Dykes used to have a golf tournament, and Spike would set up yeah. at uh, Meadowbrook. He would set up where the one and the ten tee box is, and he would he would. Uh, on the on the uh, on the on the uh, creek side is that right, Steve? No, on the other side. On the other side. Anyway, the bottom line is Spike would hit, I don't know, 150 golf balls over the course of a day, and of course he would shake everybody's hand and talk to everybody and take everybody's picture. So it's it's really cool when these things go. But Steve's a really good golfer, so you might want to have Steve at your shot for you. <laughs> we uh, we had a Spike Dykes uh, tournament actually at the Rolls too. Uh... He was such a good man, such a good man. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky. And I'll tell you what, the Royals, despite this miserable, miserable drought we've had in hot weather, the fairways are terrific. The golf course is well worth playing. It really is. We're excited uh, now that we're actually seeing uh, some of this stuff called rain coming out of the sky. <laughs> All right, Steve, thanks very much. Thanks for your contribution. Thanks for what you do. And, again, the Ring of Honor helmet is really, really special because it's signed by Gabe Rivera and Dave Parks, who have since passed. In addition yep. to uh, Zach Thomas, Michael Crabtree, uh, Donnie Anderson, and EJ Holub, who also has has passed. So you have three of those guys that are no longer with us. So this helmet uh, is really, really valuable and really, really special and really cool. Yeah, if you're a Red and, Raider fan, it doesn't get much better than that. And there's a whisper that there might be another addition. And should that happen, uh, we will assist uh, getting that signature also on the helmet. Chuck's going to sign it? <laughs> 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 oh, he's a funny guy, isn't he, Steve? <laughs> All right, Steve, you have a great day. Good day, mate. Thanks. Good at going. Uru. 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 That's uh, Steve Long. Many people uh, know Steve, and Steve's a contributor on uh, Tita Green uh, for time to time with uh, Stacey Nicks and uh, filling in for uh, Kyle Rogers. So I uh, appreciate Steve for being with us today. And if you uh, do want to contribute or check those things out, call the, call the Rawls Golf Course. And I, I think... I think that tournament's kind of like any Chamber of Commerce event that if you pull up and you got your checkbook out or cash in hand, they'll, like Tim Tadlock, if you've got money in your hand, they'll find a place for you to stand. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I, mm-hmm. I do too. Especially because it's all going for the good of the Texas Tech men's and women's golf team, which we all know has been substantially successful. 
Yes. I, I mean, both men and women mm-hmm. have yeah. had a long run of greatness, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, it's it's cool to watch. No doubt. And they've got a tremendous facility to play and all those, all those kinds of things. I have not played at the Royals this summer. I haven't played any golf this summer. I don't know what's wrong with me. When was the last time you played golf? I don't. It's, it's been a year, probably, probably with my brothers. But I oh, when you went, at, uh, when, when everybody went came down last year, yeah, I went at, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's part of it is time. Part of it is, um, you know, just finding the right spot. You know, not not place to play, but it just seems like every Saturday it seems like has been somewhat packed this summer for whatever reason. It's just just the way it's been but that's okay well okay. you took three months off in the middle of the summer to go to taiwan uh i didn't go to taiwan went to bangkok and took two weeks it, and it wasn't three months either <laughs> no, i was, was making a joke no i i think i saw one golf course and uh and they don't have a whole lot of space they got so many people there it's a bad deal right there <laughs> i saw i saw one golf course look kind of nice we took a little hike with a small hike not a jamie lynn hike we took a little small hike to a lookout point over this this resort that we were in but mm-hmm. they had monkeys all over the place i mean literally monkeys just running amok really yeah just running just running wild wow it's a bad deal i no, guess it's cool. I no it's cool no it's very cool it was, i thought it was mm-hmm. fast i thought jamie i thought it was fascinating that's cool <laughs> all right eight thirty nine this morning here on the morning drive thoughts comments yates flooring center chat line go to double dot com or the mobile app Oh, I got some breaking news here uh, about Serena Williams. It appears that she is going to retire, Jamie. Uh, oh, really? She announced she has announced her retirement. Um, in the latest issue of Vogue, she did not put an exact timeline on when she will stop playing, but does plan to play in the upcoming U.S. Open. It's the hardest thing I could ever imagine. I don't want it to be over, but at the same time, I'm ready for what's next. So it's not a true retirement, um, but it's something that's coming. Uh, the headline is Serena Williams announces retirement plans. Tennis superstar ready for what's next. So no timeline yet, but she is going to play in the upcoming U.S. Open. But I mean, you you see it most because you you're so you follow so much tennis that it appears that she's almost done. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. It's just because she's just a shell of her former self right now. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 97.3.com.